This is Retirement Talk. I'm Dal Lowry. I've entitled this podcast, Dogs. When our daughter left home to go to college, she gave us a replacement to keep us company. Zach, a black German Shepherd puppy. She picked him out of a litter of nine pups. He was the runt of the litter, lingered at the back of the group, wobbly, skinny, looking sick. She always liked to help out the less fortunate. We took him straight from the breeder to the vet. He was real sick, stayed there three days, but he lived. A year passed, and I called the breeder to thank him for the wonderful dog. The phone went real quiet. He was amazed. All the other healthy pups had died. A virus had run through the litter. Zack was the sole survivor. On the recommendation of a friend who raised dogs by the dozen, we bought a book by the monks of New Skeet. We followed it to the letter. Zack was held and stroked from the moment we got him. Of course, the care under the veterinarian didn't hurt. But we gave him loving, hands-on attention, and he thrived. I think of nursing homes, where dogs sometimes visit, and the residents stroke the dog's fur. There's something magic about dogs and human beings. We depend on each other. We get energy from each other. We care about each other. Dogs lick our face. We stroke their backs. It's the touch or the caring. The first night Zach was in our house, we put him in the garage when we went to bed. He started to bark as soon as the door shut. We got out the book, moved him into our bedroom, and placed him in a small kennel at the foot of the bed. Following the book's advice, we threw in an old shoe of mine. Zach went right to sleep. He never barked at night again. Dogs don't don't like to be alone. They're pack animals. They want to be close. For 13 years, he slept in the hall at the entry into our bedroom. Dogs and people seem to make a perfect match, especially dogs and older people. They're friends. They're company. They're family. When company came, Zach sat silently in the living room and stared into the eyes of our visitors. Some called him a Buddhist dog. We never made a scene when we came or went. He never got excited at our coming or going. We made one mistake with the dog. We did not socialize him enough with other dogs when he was a pup. We paid the price. He was never good around other dogs. Not real bad, just a little edgy. It was our fault. I'm reminded of a quote by George Atla, a famous musher and dog trainer in Alaska, who said that there was no such thing as a bad dog, only a bad dog owner. We have a dog park just a few hundred yards from our house. We walk past or through it most every day. Many people gather there to exercise their dogs and to socialize, both themselves and their dogs. It's amazing how many people will stop and talk to you if you have a dog with you. The only thing that opens more doors to conversation is to have a puppy with you. Then the whole world feels free to stop, talk, and stroke the young dog. 
a person that's new to town and wanting to make contact with people could do no better than to get a dog, preferably a puppy. My neighbor Tony and his wife Irma, who are retired, have had three dogs over the last 20 years. They walk their dog many times during the day. First he takes the dog for a walk, then she takes the dog for a walk, then he again, then her again. It goes on all day and into the night. They have a little dachshund. They dress it with a sweater in the winter. When the dog gets older, they carry it on the trip away from the house and let it walk home. They've paid $300 in vet bills for one neighbor's dog, 500 for another. They care for all the dogs in the neighborhood, no exception. My son's father-in-law became very withdrawn when he hit his 80s. He liked to just sit at home, sit in a chair, and either read or watch television. His family worried about him. His wife brought home a little Dachshund from the pound. In time, he and the dog bonded. It made a world of difference in his life, according to his daughter. He has a reason to get up. He's much more engaged about everything, more positive, alert, more social. It sits in his lap. He strokes the dog, talks to the dog. Life is better. It's been about 12 years since our good dog, Zach, died. We did not get another dog. Why? We travel between two countries every week. It requires that we cross an international boundary. A dog complicates the crossing. Another reason for not having a dog is that our condo in the city is right downtown and up four flights. Hard to take a dog up and down and in and out. People certainly do it, but it doesn't appeal to us. If we ever settle down, meaning if we accept that we're done crossing borders, a dog may be in order. There's something about being assured of unconditional love on a daily basis that is hard to refuse. A dog could be a great boon to retirement. This is Retirement Talk with something to think about. My neighbors who had the Dauchams lost their last one a year ago. He is 83 and moving slow. She's 79 and moving even slower. We're not going to get another, he told me a few months ago. But time passed, and today they have another little black and white terrier. They each take the dog for walks every day. The dog loves it, and so do they. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.